Hey, this is Matt Neiswanger of Oak Park Baptist Church in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Over summer of 2021, I was given the incredible opportunity to be able to speak to our students during our hour-long discipleship class on Sunday mornings. Over the summer, I chose to speak to the students about things that are happening in the world that are relevant um, and current and pressing in their lives right now. And to best make the topics as relevant as possible to the students, I actually opened up the floor and let them choose each topic for each week. So what you're about to listen to is a collection of topics that they chose themselves, things that they thought were relevant and really mattered to them. The title that we gave this entire series for the summer is Merit. And the reason that we chose merit is because the word merit actually means the quality of being particularly good or worthy, especially as to deserve praise or reward. We thought this was a fitting word to title our study, as that is truly what we're trying to do here. We're trying to find the merit in hard topics and things that are going on in the worlds around us. Throughout the study, we seek to answer four basic questions. The first question is, is this something that is relevant to the culture today? Second question is, what does the world have to say about this topic? The third, what does the Bible have to say about this? And lastly, what does this mean for me? Or how do I apply this to my life today? So modesty, we are talking about today. So we are going to be looking for what is good and worthy and deserving of praise and reward when it comes to the way that we dress ourselves. Alright? gonna be good. Hopefully. I got some charts. Let's dive in. Is modesty, the topic of modesty, something that's relevant to you guys today? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How is it relevant to you? School dress codes. That's the first one I had? I'll say you. Man. School <laughs> dress codes. Carrera line? You know, in a way, in a way, I, I do relate with you on that. It is very hard for me to find well, clothes. Okay. And like when I went, when I went homecoming dress shopping last year, everything is like so low cut Sheer in the front and the back. It's like it's so outrageous. It's All right. Well, that's good. Yes. The Olympics. There was. Is what country were they from? The people. Hey, don't knock the Swedes. Is this, is this the people yeah. who? That's it. What, it yeah, the it was. Yeah. I think it was handball. Well, I don't know. It was no, some it was beach volleyball. Something that they wanted to. They got. They couldn't compete or something like that because they were wearing shorts that were longer than. You know, oh, they were too long. They were too long, oh, and well, they because they wanted to be modest. They didn't think like you shouldn't have to be wearing a bra and underwear to play beach volleyball. Yeah. You can play it in anything. Mm-hmm. And then also there was the gymnast team that had full on bodysuits. They weren't wearing leotards, they were doing they had like all the all of their limbs were covered. It was in spandex, but it was still not a leotard. And yeah, like you're seeing it more on the other side of women don't want to be um, de- defined by butts and boobs and bellies. Like they want to be covered we're not we're more than just a body amen amen well that's interesting see now you're you're playing to my def the what path you're playing to what the world has to say really actually yeah you are so we're gonna we'll talk about it this is good though 
So yeah, it's clearly relevant. I mean, this is probably the most discussion we've had on whether or not it's been relevant that I haven't had to talk about at all, so it's good. Uh, but yeah, school dress code, work dress code, right? There's expectations here at church. Um, and then your parents probably have expectations as well, right? Like growing up, I mean, Elijah could attest to this. We could never wear like hoodies to church or shorts or jeans. So obviously we're both, well, obviously we're both uh, old to make our own decisions now. So that has changed. But I remember there was countless times where Elijah would get told to go change his shoes because he's like trying to wear like Nike sneakers to church and a hoodie. Like, no. And I know that I think Sydney said it especially applies to women, which I would agree. Um, but it also does apply to guys as well. I will say it was really hard for me to find content and like find sources when I was preparing for this that like were two men because most of it is focused on, on women. Um, but again, I do think that it does apply to both, and I think it'll be good. Okay, so. Yeah, I have some charts per the request of Peyton. So, you don't like them? Okay, so this is a chart of whether guys notice a girl dresses modestly or not. There you go. So, strongly agrees on this side, agree, neutral, disagree. So, most all guys would agree that they notice whether or not. A girl dresses modestly. Modestly. Which I'm not surprised. It's pretty dope. Alright. Um, okay, this one, this one is interesting though. Modesty is an important quality for your future wife to have. And again, like those numbers are almost the exact same. Right? That guys would agree that it is important for their wife to dress modestly. Important to me. It's important to you. Yep. There you go. 100% in this room. <laughs> so the green is casual, which I don't know what that is. Blue is like office. So office dress, think pantsuits, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yellow is sports, classic. And then the one below that is exotic, which got a zero, and then street, also zero. Then you have vintage, which is purple. Then you have chic, chic, chic. Then you have artsy, which is that red color, preppy, which is gray. You have bohemian, which is green. And then you have one, two, three, four, five that are Nothing's there, and that is goth, grunge, flamboyant, punk, rock, and then at the very bottom you have tomboy, which definitely kind of blew my mind that tomboy made the list, but or that was a But there you go. I thought that was really interesting, maybe a little annoying as well. You'll come across people that think differently than you when it comes to modesty, though, right? I think typically. The older generation is probably going to be more like, you can't wear that. So, so, but you're, you're going to run into people that think that like girls wearing pants is bad or wrong. Uh, you're going to run into people that think that wearing shorts is immodest. 
Um, so there's there's wide variety of opinions when it comes to talking about modesty, okay? But we're gonna look at what the world has to say, right? And I found a book um, that I actually had from somebody, it's a long story. I just had this book randomly though. And it's called More Than a Body, okay? And it is, it's like a New York Times bestseller and it really kind of exploded in 2020. I don't know why, maybe because people were just bored and decided to read this book, okay? Um, but it's called More Than a Body and so I pulled it out and I did some digging around and figured out and basically came up with these three main points. So the book's kind of divided into these three sections or has these three points to say about modesty, okay? This is interesting too. Uh, you type in like, does modesty on like Google or Twitter and it like autofills, does modesty negate beauty? I think it's really interesting. Um, but anyway, that's a side point. So let's go, let's talk about this book more than a body, okay? So I have a lot of quotes from the book. We'll go through it quickly. So the first point is the book that the book makes is that humans, specifically women and girls, are more than just bodies, which is what Danny said 10 minutes ago, okay? Which I, I would agree. That's good. And so at first when I was like flipping through this book, I was like, oh, bad okay the world places the book says the world places a huge emphasis on our bodies that can pressure us to dress or present our bodies in a specific way agree I agree with that um, and you can conform to the pressures of the world um, that's being placed on you and, and feel like you need to dress a certain way or look a certain way in order to fit in to be cool to be accepted again I was like yes I agree with this um, we talked about this last year in dispersion. We were talking about identity and how much pressure the world puts on us to look a certain way, to dress a certain way, to act a certain way. Uh, so I was reading, and I was like, yeah, I agree, okay? But um, sneaky, right? Because it gets you thinking that way of, right, oh, I, the world's pressuring me to dress this way, um, so I can't dress this way, right? So the second thing the book has to say is, you can't let someone else judge you for the way you are dressed, okay? And that's, that's their solution to fighting the pressure the world puts on, on you to dress a certain way. You can't let anyone else judge you for the way you are dressed. No one around you can tell you how to dress. No one around you can express yourself like you can, right? You know yourself best, so only you can express yourself the way you want to express yourself. And if that means wearing a potato sack, then you can wear a potato sack and no one can tell you otherwise. You can show up to your first uh, job interview, serious job interview in a potato sack and they have to just deal with it because they can't tell you how to dress. Try it out, probably not gonna work out very well. Maddie, what's gonna happen if you show up to Chick-fil-A on Monday wearing a potato sack? <laughs> All right, never mind. People. I'll use my own job. This is Logan, who works at a bank. Okay, you show up wearing a t-shirt, shorts, like a, an athletic t-shirt, athletic shorts, and flip-flops. What's gonna happen? Uh, I don't know. I, I would either be asked to go home or get written up. There you go. Yeah. Right. If you're working at a branch and it's in your home. I don't work in the public, so it's a little different in my area. 
But still, there would be like, there would be repercussions. If you work at the branch, they'd probably write you up and send you Yeah. And then you would not get paid for the time you're away. Ouch. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then lastly, no one can tell you how you feel like dressing. So if you wake up in the morning and you feel like staying in your pajamas all day, that's you. You do you. That's fine. Which I think is fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so again, this kind of gets deep and weedy, so we'll try to keep it clear, right? So humans are more than just bodies, the first thing they say. The second thing they say, you can't let anyone else judge you for the way you are dressed. Other people, whether that's other people around you, whether that's other religions, right? So they say that religions say that it's to protect men, right? Women have to dress a certain way to protect men because they don't want to lead men to lust or to look at women a certain way. They say that it's a way that religion controls people is by making them dress a certain way. And it's a way of making them look all the same. So like, think maybe the Amish. Like it's pretty obvious when you're looking at someone who's Amish, because they're all dressed the same way. Um, or maybe Jewish, or Mennonite, or you know, if you go to your, you hear your doorbell ring and you go to your door and there's a guy standing in a black suit and a white shirt, you're probably like, it's the Jehovah's Witness, right? Or it's the Mormon, okay? Again. They all dress the same way. Okay, so no one else can tell you how to dress, especially when it comes to the culture, right? There's this constant like push that modest is hottest, right? It's kind of like more Christian. Have you guys heard that before? Modest, modest is hottest, right? Um, but that is so demeaning. Okay, the book says this is a quote, direct quote. When we we complicate it even further, when we throw phrases in like modest is hottest which teaches again that girls should dress modestly for the benefit and approval of others and not for themselves, okay? And it's talking about that in relation to cultures. And so the book goes on to say that it does, you can't let cultures decide the way, you, the way you dress, which clearly shows me that like this book was written in probably America by somebody who has little to no experience of other cultures. Because if you travel across the world, I mean, I wish Caitlin Schrock was in here right now, because she could tell you that when she's in the Middle East, she cannot go out in public dressed like she goes out in public here. Because she could be thrown in jail or kicked out of the country. I mean, she was kicked out of the country, but she was kicked out of the country because of that, right? But she could be thrown out of the country for the way she dresses if she continues to go out dressing like she was. Danny went on a trip to Israel, and they had certain dress codes when they went into different temples and, and buildings in Israel. And if, and if they went in there dressed differently, they would have been asked to leave because modesty, right? Even though sometimes it doesn't make sense in our minds, okay? And then lastly, no one can tell you the way you can dress um, in relation to media, okay? So here's another quote. Someone who sees themselves as capable and a and powerful person with a body that can help them achieve great things might act differently than someone who exists to solely look hot. 
they'll treat their body differently and think about it differently. If you believe your power comes from your words, your unique, your, your unique contributions, your mind, your service, then you don't need to seek attention and power by emphasizing your parts and minimizing yourself to your own body. Which is kind of confusing, right? But basically they're saying that, again, you are more than just a body. And the media is constantly trying to push and tell you that you need to look a certain way and dress a certain way. Okay, last one, number three, all right? Um, it says, if you are a traditional enforcer of modesty, traditional meaning like you hold to the fact that you should wear modest clothing, you need to change your view from being concerned with what you look like to others to what you feel like inside. Direct quote, which is pretty whack. Okay? And it goes on to say if you're pro modesty, by whatever that definition means to you, then live it and teach it as if it means for as a means for empowerment and benefit to yourself, not as a service or protection for men. You are capable of much more than being looked at, and your clothing and decisions can reflect that. Simultaneously, let's make sure we're not shaming or blaming any girl or woman or male for what he or she chooses to wear. We're in this fight together. It's like one of the closing statements of the book. It's a short book. All right, so that's kind of what the world has to say about modesty, which basically can be summarized into dress the way you want to dress, no one can tell you otherwise, including the media, which, okay, maybe there's some good in that, right? But I feel like dress the way you dress <laughs> and how you feel like ends up most of the time being what the media is pushing and what the world is pushing. Sometimes it's not, okay? So does that make sense? Do you guys understand that? Do you guys understand what, what that book is trying to communicate? Good. All right, so we're gonna shift and talk about what the Bible has to say about this, okay? And, and, I, and I totally agree that it is hard for girls to find modest clothing, right? I have a sister who I've heard talk about it. I have a wife who I've heard talk about it. I've just, I know it's hard and I've just, I've been around girls and women who try to dress modestly and heard the conversation they have, just the struggles of finding stuff. I went to a pretty well, strict kind of Christian school. Um, they, had a, they had a pretty strict dress code, especially when I first started out there. And it's gradually gotten really, 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 really relaxed. But we had, we had a certain dress code and we had our own version of prom and the girls had a very strict dress code as to what their dresses could look like and all this and that, okay? So, but we're gonna talk about, we're gonna look at what the Bible say, right, about this. Similar to last week, we were talking about racism, okay? The Bible does have a lot to say about modesty in the Bible, like, it does. Uh, because, again, I think this was an issue that's gone on for a very long time. This is not just a Gen Z, Gen X, whatever you guys are, issue, okay? Gen Z? We're Gen Z. We're, we're all Gen Z. We're all Gen Z. Except for Logan. Logan's a boomer. Are you a boomer? Logan's a boomer. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm quite a boomer, but I'm actually a boomer. Oh. So you're a millennial? First year millennial? I guess. I don't know. 
like an animal. I think you're a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Baby boomers are like the 40s and 50s. No, it's 60s. Born in the 60s. Get right. He's not 60 years old. I guess it's true. My dad, my dad. I don't know what that was. Alright, well. Sorry. Baby boomers are from 1946 to 1964. Oh, okay. So it's the next generation. Millennial, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Alright. Cool. But it's been going on for a while. I'm pretty sure you could ask your grandparents whether or not, or maybe just Mr. Logan since apparently he's 60 years old. Um, if modesty was an issue back when he was growing up, he'd probably say yes, shaking his head. So um, it's been an issue that's been around for a while, and clearly it's an issue that's been around for a while because the Bible has so much to say about it. So we're going to do some case studies. Got some good ones this week. So get your Bibles ready if you have them. If not, there's some back behind the metal sheet thing back there. Feel free to jump up and grab one. Okay, so here's the first case study, right? Susie is new to the church. This is true. This is true. Okay. Susie is new to the church and dresses pretty immodestly. Right? She's been coming on, on Wednesday, she's been coming on Sundays, and she dresses like Pretty immodestly, right? Her shorts are a little short. She's showing her shoulders. Her, her shoulders are showing a little bit. My see a little ankle. Okay. <gasps> right? How dare she? <laughs> and and it's it's noticeable, right? Everybody's noticed it. Okay? But you have gotten to know Susie over the past few weeks. And you've you've talked to her a lot and you found out that she's she's newly a Christian and she's she's wanting to be baptized. She's really growing in her faith, right? And you've become her friend. So how, what would you say, and how would you address the situation of the way she's dressing? I want to have the guys come up with an answer for this. Ooh. I want to have the girls come up with an answer for this. Because it should be different. Because the girls should have a little bit more ability to talk into this other girl's life. Yes. The guys should. True. Okay, I agree. Okay. <laughs> Ladies. What have we come up with? What is the best way we can talk to Susie? <laughs> okay, so we came up with First uh, Timothy two nine, which is likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls <laughs> or costly attire. So, like our body is a temple; it is not ours; it's the Lord's. So, why should we? show it off like it's our prize. Okay. Good. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Of course see, you are. Right? Because a few <laughs> weeks ago, we talked about piercings, right? And we talked about that verse and how some people might be like, look here, it says in the Bible to not not wear earrings, not wear, not adorn yourself with gold, right? So... What if somebody says that? What if Susie pushes back on you and says, well, stop, take your earrings off then, Caroline. 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 Oh, ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think, since I'm a woman, I can speak for them. Um, that specifically talks about, like, you can look back at the context of what it meant to have braided hair and gold jewelry of the time and bring the context back into it and be like, well, this doesn't, this technique, this 
portion doesn't apply directly to us now because gold jewelry have different connotations and meanings sure. to our culture. For sure. So. Yeah. That was the first verse I had written down. So, great job. Okay. Gentlemen. What did you, what did you come up with? So, Ephesians 4.15, but rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head of Jesus Christ. So, I skipped it. Okay. The um, so for our age group, yeah, it probably wouldn't be the best idea to bring it up to Susie. Probably not. Men, the boys this age, probably not. You're right. You would want to go to either a friend of hers that you know well, or someone, a girl that's in the same age group that's noticed it too, and bring it up to them and advise them to go talk to her because I don't. It probably wouldn't be the best idea for. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, let's move on. We're going to continue this story, okay? Nice. So, Ryan. Oh. Right? Ryan. Ryan and Susie start dating, like, almost right away. Oh, they were already dating. They were dating the minute she he's, walked in. He's heartbroken from, from Susie. He's heartbroken from Susie with the Z. And he's, he's like, another Susie's in his life. And so, he's, he's ready to go. Okay. So you've been friends with Ryan for a while, and so you're a little bit concerned that he's like jumping into this relationship almost as soon as he meets Susie, okay? So, so you try to talk to him about it, right? And all Ryan can seem to talk about is how hot he thinks Susie looks <laughs> when, when she's wearing X, Y, or Z, okay? Please don't. So, Again, <laughs> girls and guys, right? Where do you go with that? How do you address that situation? Gentlemen, what did you guys come up with? What are you going to say to your, your good old pal Ryan? You can't answer. How would you We would bring up Proverbs 31. It's you don't. It doesn't sound like there's anything about her that you actually like. Do you like her for her looks, or do you like her for who she is? Because looks are fake. Okay. <laughs> you have you get problems thirty one. Personality I hate for you. Or, <laughs> no, what do you do? Uh, I probably would go 
go to him, but I don't know if that would be the wisest thing to do. Okay. Um, what would be the wisest thing to do? Probably going to, again, like the boy said, cop out answer. Just go to like his friends and yeah. be like, hey, like, I've noticed this. Um, if I want to talk to him, I might not know the whole situation, you know, whatever, but yeah. yeah. Or you could talk to like his youth leader or something, something like that, right? You did. Do you just okay. want to talk to you? Do you feel lonely? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have people in my life to talk to. Um, first Peter. <laughs> what about First Peter two eleven? Okay. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Right. So. Obviously, Ryan is very fleshly attracted to Susie, and it's not good. Okay? Ooh, come on. You go shopping with your friends over the weekend, and you buy the cutest dress, or you buy the sweetest bro tank. Okay? Bro tank! And you are. You are excited to go to church on Sunday um, because all your friends are going to be there and it's so much fun. And you, you, you're getting dressed that morning and you throw on that dress, you throw on that bro tank, and you come down the stairs and you hop in the car and your, your dad turns around to back out of the driveway and he goes, what are you wearing? And you're like, oh, I just got this, it's brand new, isn't it so cool? And he says, you have two minutes to run inside and change or you're walking to church. Right? And you're like, what the heck, Dad? Right? Or what the heck, Mom? Okay? How do you handle that situation there? Right? They think that your cloth, your clothing is immodest or not appropriate for church. So, so what, what would you guys do? How do you guys handle that? How do you self-counsel yourself? Self-counsel yourself. self Counsel. Yeah, yourself. Wait, so. Are we, yeah, just throw out model sweater. verses. Throw out ideas. That's right. Um, you have to. That's like one of the Ten Commandments. You gotta honor your father and mother. No matter what, you're too young to make your own decisions. You have to do what they say because you're under their house. There's the burden. Yeah. Exactly. Put a sweater on. Put a sweater on. <laughs> Okay. Slash cardigan. Anybody else? <laughs> it doesn't show your shoulders. So I don't have cardigan. What about Philippians four eight? It's like the theme verse. Wait, class. Got highlight. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there's any excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? So maybe your maybe your clothing isn't honorable. Maybe it's not pure. Maybe it's not lovely. It's a protein. There's nothing lovely about that. Right? For sure. Um, Susie likes protein. Again. So so we're, we're supposed to be thinking about those things, okay? And then, yeah, when I mean, you have like Ephesians six, honor your honor your father and mother. Okay, is there anything wrong with wearing a hoodie to church? 
right? But it is a rule and a, and a standard that my parents had when we were growing up. And so we didn't wear hoodies to church. Simple as that. Okay? That's always the question of your heart, too. Like, why would you want to... Why would you want to wear something that you knew that your parents wouldn't want you to wear? I mean, is it, is it legitimately because you like the outfit? Or is it because you want to do something different than what you've been told to do? Yeah. I mean, is it rebellion in your own heart? Right. I mean, that's not limited to you guys. I promise you that's... Feel the same way at work when we have rules. I mean, what does Paul say? That I didn't know that I wanted to break the law until I knew the law, and then I wanted to break every law, essentially. That won't go away when you grow up and you can make your own decisions. It's true. Someone tells you to do something, or to not do something, not to do something, and then you're immediately like, I want to do that. Okay, like nobody think about bunnies. And now you're all thinking about bunnies, right? Kind of like that. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Last last case study, and then I have some questions for you, and then we'll have some application, and then we'll be good. Okay. This is the last case study. All right. So, Nate. Nate. Nate brings Nate brings his friend Harvey to to church with him. Right. Harvey Harvey from the hood. Okay. Harvey Harvey's from the rough part of town. Okay, and he's he's never been to, Harvey's never been to church before. Uh, he, he just started coming, kind of like Susie, right? And he clearly dresses differently from everyone else at church, and and the congregation has been talking about it, right? Some of your parents have even told you like, hey, I don't want you talking to Harvey. I don't want you hanging out with Harvey because that kid is rough and bad, news bears. bad influence. And yeah, bad news bears. Okay, so clearly they've never talked to him. They're just assuming this from the way he's dressed. Okay, um, but you're told not to hang out with Harvey because Harvey's dressed like like a bum. Some people think he's dressed like a bum. Okay, so how do you handle that situation? Right? What would you say? to the people that are telling you, you can't hang out, look look how terribly this guy is dressed, right? He just, he's not dressed like the rest of us. How would you guys feel? What would you say to that person? Well, I would say that that's not really welcome in the church. They should be, because you can't, if you're not letting out hard, you can't share with the people. That yeah. It's not, it's not very loving, right? It's like, I think I've said this to you guys before, right? The most unloving thing you could do is not share the gospel with somebody. That is like the most unloving thing that you could ever do. Because that could be their only chance to hear the gospel. And that person, you don't know what's going to happen to that person the next, before the next time you see them. Sydney. So, um, thing two, it says, for a management and gold ring and fine clothing of this year simply and a poor man and shabby clothing also comes in. And if you if you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and you say, you sit here in a good place while you're facing the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among, among yourselves and you can judge this when you will not? So just because, what's his name, Harvey? <laughs> doesn't dress like the rest of us. If he dresses like he's poor maybe, that doesn't mean that we 
Yeah, no, that's that's a great example for sure, right? Yeah, no, I don't know where you're going. Uh, I actually pulled up 1 Samuel 16:7 uh, while you're reading that, okay? Because it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as the man sees, right? Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So this, this kind of is gradually getting into what Mr. Logan was saying a few minutes ago. Oh, really? Were you? Uh, yeah, this is kind of getting to what Mr. Logan was talking about, right? About It's about the heart motive behind it, right? Harvey doesn't know anybody. He's never even been to church before, okay? Those might be the only clothes that Harvey has, right? And Nate is doing a great thing by even bringing Harvey to church. So how on earth are we going to sit there and judge Harvey for the way he looks? How on earth are we going to sit there and judge Susie for the way she looks, right? We can't sit there and judge them, but instead we can speak the truth in love, right? And, and talk to them and reach out to those that are close to them and be like, hey, encourage those people to, to point them in the right direction. And be like, Harvey, like after you get to become good friends with Harvey, be like, dude, we're supposed to dress our best and look our, our best for the Lord. We're supposed to give our, our best for God right, all the time, right? So maybe when we're out and about, we're, we're trying to look nice and, and clean up, right? And look presentable. And you, and you can go, you can go down that road with Harvey, but you can't just come right out the, right out the, as soon as you meet him, be like, oh, hey, what's your name? Oh, yeah, my name's Matt. Dude, you look like a bum. You gotta dress nice for God, man. You can't say that, okay? Because then he's gonna be like, what the heck, dude? It's my first week here. All right. So you gotta be careful about that, though, because that may be the best thing that Harvey has to wear. It could be. Yeah, and then that's another conversation of like being the hands and feet of God and of Jesus of like if your friend needs clothes you know yeah. you can that's go and buy him clothes continuation of James right yeah right can I throw something else out there yeah so what if you do what do you do if your parents tell you I don't want you to hang out with Harvey and yet Romeo and Juliet yeah yeah no command no so I'm, how do you what, what do you do what do you do you have like as Ryan said you have to honor your father and mother but they tell you specifically I do not want you to hang out with Harvey. Um, you can go to your parents in a respectful way and explain to them the Bible says not to judge by looks and God looks at the heart. So you can respectfully present that and like you can do that without being disrespectful. And if your parents are asking you to sin, like yeah. that 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 commandment doesn't apply That's where to I was sin. Going. And so I know, and that's the thing, though. It's like, where is the line between sin and... I don't know what else you would call that. Pre preference? I don't know. But I think 
uh, Grace is right. Like you can go to your parents and have respectful conversations, and it might just have to be that a continuation of that prayer. You know, it's. I feel like it's every family dynamic is different, sure. but you shouldn't be afraid to go to your parents and have a conversation like that either. One hundred percent. Although I'm telling you that you'll, <clears throat> you will have these conversations with your parents. These things will yeah. come up if they haven't already in your heart or in your life. They will come up where you and your parents will be in a different place on something. Or I didn't have a, a lot of things. Is that? Yeah, no. I didn't have a conversation with my parents about this, but I had a elder who was like a parent figure, I guess, and kind of, in my life, tell me something very similar. They said, Matt, I see you hanging out with this person. I think that they're a bad influence. I don't think you should be hanging out with them anymore, right? And I was like, okay, thank you for caring about me and wanting to like protect me. I said, but I'm, I'm hanging out with them because I'm, I'm trying to share the gospel with them. I'm trying to get them to come to church. I said, but thank you so much for caring about me. And, and you are someone that's involved in my life a lot. So if you start to see me change in a bad way to where maybe I'm starting to become more like Harvey, right? And Harvey's not becoming like me. I'm becoming like Harvey. Point that out to me, please, and show me that, right? Because I don't want to do that, right? Because it's easy. But when, when we're like... When we're solely focused on like helping Harvey, we might not notice that actually maybe we're starting to like use language that Harvey's using, and we're starting to act like Harvey's acting, right? Because we're spending time with him, we're trying to get him right to become to come to the church, right, and be, be a good friend with him. We don't necessarily always notice that we're we could be actually slipping as well. So yeah, I think that's that's a good point. All right. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Is it wrong or a sin for us, men or women, to dress to impress or wear nice clothes? Right? So let's say that Jonathan uh, has been coming to Dispersion for a while. There's this new girl coming to Dispersion. It's like, man, she's pretty cute, man. And so he's like getting ready for he's getting ready for dispersion Wednesday morning. He's like, I look fly in this shirt, so I'm wearing this shirt. He's <laughs> getting ready Wednesday morning for dispersion. Wednesday. I mean Wednesday afternoon. Time. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like these these shorts, man. I look fly in these shorts and with these shoes. So I'm wearing these because I think that this girl is super cute and I want to look nice for this girl. Is that wrong? No. No. It's not? No. I mean, that's, it's kind of like, it's not the same, but it's similar to like, oh, I'm going to a job interview. I shouldn't try to look nice for this job interview because that's wrong. Like, it's not the same thing, but it's and like when when I was getting ready for our first date, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm gonna look like a bum. I want to be the ugliest I can be for this guy, <laughs> you know. Like I was just yeah, too impressed because I liked you. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's wrong to think that? Well, okay, let's say this girl. We gotta give this girl a name. Uh, 
That doesn't change how much he loves us or whether or not we get to spend eternity with him. Okay? God's not going to be like, oh, Suzette showed her ankles today, so she's missing out on spending eternity with me. Okay, another application point. If we are true believers, then we should be holding on to and honoring the fact that we are representing God with our whole bodies. And that includes the way we dress. Okay? The way we dress should be a way that we are honoring and proclaiming Christ. It's not solely because we're trying to keep others from struggling. Okay? That was one of the things the book was saying. Was that religions were forcing girls to dress a certain way to keep men from stumbling and lusting. Right? And although we should be careful about those things, right? We don't want to cause a brother to stumble. Ultimately, we're, we're trying to glorify God with our bodies. And lastly, I think it's just really helpful to ask, right? If, if you're questioning buying something or wearing something, right? To church or to a friend's house or to school or to work or whatever, right? Ask yourself, what you're trying to accomplish dressing that way, right? So, like I said, we went to a pretty strict school. No jeans were allowed, okay? But I would, would sometimes wear a pair of black jeans, okay? Because they were kind of hard to tell whether or not they were jeans, but they were still jeans, but they were black. And I did it because I was in my heart, I was like, I'm wearing jeans, and no one's gonna, no one, like, no one notices. I'm getting away with it, and it's fine, okay? It was wrong in my heart. Is it maybe you're dressing as a way to get back at somebody, right? Maybe Susie dumps Ryan and then Ryan comes in next week and he's like, I'm gonna look my best 
and I'm gonna look so good because Susie's gonna be there and she's gonna be like super jealous that she's missing out on this hot bod, right? <laughs> That's wrong. That's a wrong heart motive, right? Or maybe addressing in the opposite way to try to draw attention, more attention than what you should be trying to draw from somebody, right? And trying to draw attention for the wrong reason. So I think it's just helpful to ask yourself what you're trying to accomplish in the way that you're dressing, okay? Just look nice glorifying God with our bodies and the way we dress. We hope you enjoyed our talk. If you have any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, the best way to reach us is at matt.nicewanger at oakparkbaptistchurch.com. You can find that email in the description or by going to oakparkbaptist.com. If you're interested in more content like this, check out some of the other episodes that we have listed and stay tuned for more episodes coming.